Hello and a big one welcome to you. This is Marion Rose PhD and in today's podcast I want to talk all about the neo-no reclaiming our sacred power as mothers and women and all as all beings and how this relates to will and the psycho-spiritual invitation of these times. Now I don't know about you but I have been noticing particularly in the last few days that things that before I have been a little bit quiet about, I have suddenly had this really strong sense that I really need to speak up. And it's particularly around coercion, punishment and harshness towards children in old-fashioned education systems. And what I've been finding really curious is as I've been connecting with clients and connecting in with my various um, course groups, uh, in sessions, in um, group calls, is hearing from so many other mothers a really similar theme. So things that perhaps they have always been a little bit quiet about that they really have been speaking up about and saying no, saying no, speaking out against, in particular, coercion. I want to talk a little bit about my psychospiritual model paradigm, which I am so grateful to have learnt and acquired and um, weaved together from so many different um learnings people over the last 30 plus years and the way I've come to it myself is to see that our true nature is love and will so I trained in psychosynthesis psychotherapy in the 90s and and that sense of love and will really came from psychosynthesis and assagioli but through my learnings of things like aware parenting and nonviolent communication, I've developed my own particular ways of thinking about this. And this is the way I see it now. That we live in a domination paradigm, which has been around for two and a half thousand years, and which I believe the, the source of that was the original split between spirit and matter three and a half thousand years ago. I quote that every single time <laughs> Jeremy Lent's amazing book The Patterning Instinct and because there was um, a, an apparent experience of separation with all, from our bodies from all that is what happened is that the mind became seen as superior to the body and feelings and that's where power over came in Power over, coercion, force, punishment is all the ways that will, power, was used. And that got passed down from generation to generation to generation. And we know that someone who experiences profound powerlessness in childhood is then going to grow up and either move to also using power over or to feel extremely powerless, or to do their own inner work, which I think so many of us are being invited to do now, to to not use power over or to use it much less. And I find that often happens in our parenting journey that we are invited to heal those will hurts, the powerlessness, the coercion, 
that we felt as children growing up in this culture. So, I, the way I see it, that this power over paradigm got passed down, got passed down, got passed down, and then in particular, um, kind of went on the rampage with colonization, power over the colonizers, uh, the, the settlers powered over the indigenous peoples in so many places, and those will hurts and the love hurts happened, and then just got internalized and then got passed down and then that culture then went on to uh, power over other cultures so for example my own background as you can probably tell from my my accent is originally England but before that was um, Scotland uh, the Picts uh, lots of Irish ancestry and, and Norway as well and Recently, I read an amazing book by Ilka Tamke called Skin, which I highly recommend, uh, recommended to me by a, a dear friend and colleague. And it, it talks about what happened 2000 years ago with the Roman invasion of Britain, where Britain was still an indigenous culture and was being gradually colonized by the Romans. And although I've been really learning about this over the past few years and really integrating it with what else I understand about human nature and uh, parenting and the love and the will information, it really, really, um, it really gave me that deep sense of what it's like to be an indigenous person and to be powered over to be coerced and and how that then becomes internalized so for example if you think about the british they were the they were the biggest colonizers weren't they and it just spreads and spreads and spreads and i i actually liken it to a little bit what happens with children if you see a child who has unexpressed will hurts which again is very common where they're perhaps hitting or biting or pushing and they're hanging out with other children and the parents aren't around or don't yet understand that we can set loving limits and say no to their behavior and a loving yes to the tears and the the outrage and frustration that lie underneath that behavior and another child then gets hit or pushed and it spreads it so often spreads and i wonder if you've seen that that the pushing or the hitting spreads from one child to the next to the next to the next and that's how hurts get passed on if we have a will hurt which is our will is not honored uh, we do not have choice or autonomy we are powered over we're coerced we're punished our no isn't heard we experience outrage and frustration and if we don't get to express that with loving compassion which is through often tantrums and rage and again in the domination culture what happens to children if and what used to happen to children if they had a tantrum they were seen as evil or even more recent terms punished or even just uh, distracted from actually they're trying to release and heal from those will hurts and the love hurts the love hurts we've talked about in other podcasts around separation and loss and all of those things that come out often through crying and crying with loving support so in a culture that 
is so much about will hurt. It's so much about power over coercion and force. If we think about that in colonization, that people get powered over, they internalize that, they then learn to use power over others, or they move into aggression themselves, and the hurt gets passed on and passed on and passed on. And I call that an, an emotional virus, which is kind of interesting, isn't it, in these terms, these times. So if we look at it like that and what gets spread and what has been spread around the world is this domination paradigm where what has been as seen as superior is the mind, consciousness. What has been seen as inferior is the body, feelings, earth, the seasons, animals, women, children. And that has had catastrophic effects. And we still see this domination paradigm. We see it all around as we look around today in power over policies in prisons, in schools, in hospitals, in care for pregnant women, in parenting. It's rife still because there are all these will hurts around. But what I'm seeing right now, and as I go back to what I was talking about at the beginning, is this invitation. So if we're looking at will hurts, there are different ways we can go with will hurts. We can either just move into straight into aggression. We can repress the will hurts and move into um, all kinds of repression mechanisms, distracting ourselves from the powerlessness through all the kinds of ways that we've talked about before, which again, aware parenting is so helpful to understand the the uh, eating, the drinking, the distraction, the busyness, the scrolling, the, all of those things that we see in children and adults in various forms. Uh, or we can express it in healthy ways. And the way I've developed, the way of seeing this is there's a very big distinction and difference between aggression which usually is violence, it's uh, all about blame, the, the other person is hurt, uh, it doesn't create any healing, it creates more power over, it creates more powerlessness in the other, it creates more aggression. When you look at all the wars around the world, aggression does not lead to healing. But if we connect to the healthy expression of will hurts, or even just our natural healthy expression, like for a child. You know, if a child uh, is being powered over, the most healthy response, and I call it the no of the soul, is to say no. And rah! See it in animals, it's that innate sense of no. And that's what frustration is, that's what outrage is. And it's very different from aggression. And what I've noticed in myself is as I've really reclaimed the cultural shaming and repression of outrage and frustration, I've come to have capacity to really welcome it in my body and see it as beautiful and sacred that I'm able to be with it in my body where I can actually feel my willingness channel, which I see as like a a vertical channel where our life energy, our individual life energy connects in with the life energy of the universe. So for, for my psycho-spiritual map, that's the, the Taurus, if you're familiar with that, and the 
Willingness Channel is the channel in the center. So as we get to reclaim that energy and not to judge ourselves and to less and less repress those feelings and to less and less move into blame or aggression in ways that do not bring healing, to really honor those feelings, what we come to is this no, I am not willing for this. I am not willing for this. And if you want to even try it out in your body, you can really see the difference between uh, blame or what I would call anger. Most people call what I call outrage anger, but from nonviolent communication, I learned to distinguish the two. So for me, anger is more of that blame equality, like um, he is so terrible, she is so this, that and the other. It has a kind of a blame equality. We're not really claiming the gorgeous sacred energy in our bodies. We're directing a more of a thinky energy at the other person in ways that don't actually help our energy move and often, as I say, lead to more aggression and fights and conflicts and so on. Whereas when we connect with our big, uh, with our no, that is sacred outrage. And I talk about the neo-no. So if you've ever watched The Matrix, this is where I came to it from seeing The Matrix. And if you remember The Matrix, uh, the scene before this one uh, is where Neo has died and Trinity kisses him and brings him back to life through her love. And again, to me, that's very, very important because love and will are deeply interconnected. Our true nature is love and will. I see it like yin and yang. Love leads to will, will leads to love. They're not separate. The, the center of the yin and yang symbol, the, the, the white is at the center of the black and the black is the center of the white. Yin and yang are, are deeply, you know, they flow from one another and they are at the core of each other. And I think it's really important to hold in mind, which again is very different from the cultural paradigms, even coming back to parenting and loving limits. It's love and will. Anyway, when we connect back to so the Neo No, so Trinity brings Neo back to life with love, and then she says something like, No, no, go. And he runs off. And I don't, if, if you haven't watched the scene or you haven't watched it recently, I really recommend it because to me it's that the real body sense of these bullets are coming towards him, and he knows in every cell of his body that he has a no to those bullets he is not willing for those bullets to hurt him he is no longer willing to be hurt by uh, by the matrix and he puts his hand up and he simply says no and that no is so powerful because it because it doesn't it's a no to the paradigm it's it comes from a different place and it reminds me of that beautiful Einstein quote that we cannot solve a problem from the same level of consciousness that created it to me that is what the neo no is we are not buying into the fighting of the aggression of no it's mine no it's mine no it's mine it's a simple no and in that moment in the movie uh, he the, bu- the bullets stop, he picks, he holds one between his fingers and they fall to the floor. That consciousness, that reality cannot exist anymore. 
it's it's a no it's a absolute no and what I find in the journey from to really get to increasingly being able to stand in that clear no 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 is often we need to do inner work around our own unexpressed frustration and outrage from our childhood because for most of us if we try to express the beautiful energy of outrage the clear clean energy of outrage we were either punished or we were shamed or we were distracted so we either learnt to um, to distract ourselves when we felt that feeling or to feel shame or to move into aggression so Ah, hello, beautiful. Welcome, swallows. There we go, the message from life. We need to learn to welcome that in ourselves, that energy. And that's part of the cultural um, reconditioning. It's, it's releasing ourselves from the cultural conditioning of that energy being bad and wrong and shameful, which also happens in parenting, that shifting from actually really welcoming the outrage not aggression we can always set loving limits with aggression I talked about this in the previous podcast we can say no to aggression a neo-no we can set a loving limit love and will I'm not willing for you to hit and I'm right here and I'm listening I'm not willing for you to hurt the dog and I'm right here and I'm listening and to hear the underlying feelings but as we increasingly welcome home this energy in our body and often we will need to be with someone or have someone who is really comfortable with that energy in their bodies who can absolutely sit with frustration and outrage and who not only welcomes it and you notice I don't use words like it's okay that's not a thing it's a thinky thing it's not even just um, doesn't have judgments of it or can actually be with it in their bodies but actually celebrates it as a gorgeous sacred energy because how could it be anything less it's when we're standing up for our no and the reason that powerlessness is so painful and excruciating is because in terms of will our true nature as will and love that our will is where our individual self and our interconnectedness with all of life intersect so, for example, even as a baby, when we're being born, if we are given forceps or we are induced or we're taken away from our mother or we have medical procedures or we're forced to go to school or all the many, many ways that we might have experienced coercion or power over or just not having our autonomy honoured is when we, when we speak our no and our no is heard... Or we speak our no and it's not, uh, in that moment, we still are overpowered, but our outrage is heard. We stay connected with the deepest sense of us, which is why powerlessness is so, so painful. Because when we feel that individual spark and that's not being honoured, like, um, you know, our body autonomy is not being honoured, our our sense of self basically where where our yes and our no is is not being honored it's like a sense of annihilation of the self it's like a sense that we do not exist that's why powerlessness is so excruciating 
that's why uh, powerlessness turns to power over in the in the political oh excuse me <coughs> see even i connect with that powerlessness turns to power over and that's why for example in our parenting the times where we move into power over to get forceful or we want to threaten or we want to use our bigger power over our children or why political powers want to use their power over is because powerlessness is very very painful to sit with and be with and again so much of the journey is having someone who can sit with us and be with our powerlessness and hear the frustration and the outrage and often in the inner work I do for myself and with the people I work with is actually coming in to those past experiences and having others to stand up and say a big neo-no to us being coerced or treated in harsh ways or just simply our no not being heard and to actually in the intrapsychic space for someone to say no I am not willing for you to do that to her because often in those moments we didn't have the capacity to say no as little children it wasn't safe we needed to dissociate we needed to repress we needed to uh, flee or or fight or fawn but we couldn't just simply say no because we we were smaller we didn't have the physical power we would get hurt we would get shamed all of those things so there is often a, um, an important and sometimes quite a, a long inner journey of healing those will hurts of reclaiming our frustration and our outrage of really helping our willingness channel get freed up get unsilted again so that we can stand in our true sacred power and I would say that's what the system hasn't wanted the domination paradigm works really well because it gets passed down from generation to generation if you look at any um, politician particularly male there are plenty of women as well let's look at um, perhaps a white male politician who uses massive authoritarian power over in his politics he was once a little boy a toddler a two-year-old who experienced powerlessness who was powered over in extreme ways repeatedly probably was probably punished and shamed their feelings not heard that lovely innocent boy loving willing boy you know all our, our true nature is love and will lovingness and willingness grows up to become the authoritarian leader and i would say that the more authoritarian a leader is the more powerlessness they've experienced as a child and again if you look at the work of there's some amazing work out there um alice miller for example uh, looked at the childhood of Hitler and the and the culture in which he grew up in, and we see just this massive authoritarianism and children who are really hurt, coerced, powered over, and when they grow up, it either turns into power over or powerlessness. Unless we do our inner work, we can all change. We have the capacity to change. 
So often there is that journey of reclaiming the powerlessness, reclaiming and befriending and actually, as I was saying, having someone who can not only be with it but celebrate it, see it as sacred and beautiful. So we can come to that point in ourselves where we move from needing to move into when we see someone doing something in the world where we have a no to, where initially it's going to be extra charged because we have all the unexpressed rage from the past there as well, where it's a rah. <laughs> and sometimes it still needs to be a rah, but increasingly it, become, it can become a really clear no and I am not willing. We can stand in the power of our will, our sacred power to say, I am not willing for this anymore. And as I talk about, again, what happened that I was sharing about at the beginning, I do have the sense that as mothers in particular and as women, but it's mothers that I work with, so those are the ones I'm seeing at the moment, that we are being invited to stand up with our nose. And I wonder if you resonate with this. It might be a no to the way the earth is being treated, the mining, the fracking, the chopping down of the rainforest, just to name a few, what's happening to the ecosystem, what's happening to the, the beautiful creatures, or your no might be to what happens in the prison system, it might be hap what happens um, in the corporate world, it might be what happens in politics, it might be what happens in compulsory schooling and mainstream schooling it might be what happens around compulsory vaccination it might be what happens uh, in so many hospital birth systems or to pregnant women or in parenting to families or so many other things but I wonder if you are feeling called to stand up in your beautiful sacred power, in your will to say, no, I am not willing for this to happen any longer. It is a no. And I think as we come to this point in history where the domination culture has been the massive uh, denial and judgment of the feminine, and that's the feminine in all, in the yin, <laughs> in love, in compassion, in our bodies, in our feeling, in our intuition, in our interconnectedness with all things, that we are being deeply invited to stand in that love. So the will from a place of love, the yin and the yang, the sacred power that comes from a deep love of this beautiful planet that we live on, with her creatures, with, with human beings, which, which we are all love at our core, but we get very hurt, many of us. And to stand up from that place of deep love and deep compassion and to say no more. It's a no. And I'm imagining what can happen, what I believe will happen as more and more women and mothers and all beings, whoever they are, stand up to say no. It's a no. It is a no. And if we think about what happened with Neo and his no and the bullets dropping to the ground, imagine hundreds, then thousands, then hundreds of thousands, then millions, then billions of women standing up together with that noosphere, with that energy that collectively comes to 
this original split between spirit and matter, it is time to come to an end. It is time for us to remember our true nature as loving, as willing, to remember, not just in esoteric ways, but in really, really practical, tangible ways. We have really practical, tangible solutions to change all of these systems, but the change needs to come from a shift in consciousness, a shift in paradigm, not a shuffling around, not from the same place of consciousness, to remember our sacred power, to stand in our neo-no, to set that loving limit. I stand here now in that loving limit, in that neo-no. I am not willing for this any longer. And I wonder if you stand here with me. And how you feel in your body. How do you feel in your body right now? And what do you feel called to say or do or speak from this place of your authentic power and deep interconnectedness with all of life? Your beautiful heart that cares so deeply. I see your power. I know how powerful you are. And I deeply trust you and your capacity and your part in this. We each as individual beings and souls have a part in this collective undertaking and each of us are called to take part in whatever way that is and that might be from the apparently smallest which might be saying oh, <laughs> supporting a little creature from being run over by a car to you know whatever it is that you feel called to do that your no is powerful your neo no is extremely powerful because it's not just physical, it's an energetic thing. It's a powerful, energetic thing. Mm. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sending you so much love. If you want to find more about will and psychospiritual parenting and loving limits and the neo-no and transformation through mothering, it's all on my website, marianrose.net. So much love to you.